marketing is not science. It's, it's a craft. It's, it's really something that you need to learn by doing. Go out, get a job, getting your hands dirty. I think that's, uh, that's probably uh, the, the best tip I could give. If you're making great digital work, prove it. The call for entries for the Lovey Awards is open. Enter by the 5th of August at loveyawards.com. Presented by the Webbies, the Lovey Awards was founded to honour the best of the internet in Europe. Think ad campaigns, digital marketing, games, social, immersive experiences and podcasts like this one. Entering your work recognises the team and winning proves they're the best creative talent in Europe. Work is accepted across seven languages, English, French, German, Spanish, Italian, Dutch and Swedish. Join this symbol of the internet and creative excellence. Enter by the 5th of August at loveyawards.com. Hello and welcome to the Shiny New Object Podcast. My name is Tom Ollerton. I'm the founder of Automated Creative and this is a weekly show where I interview the leaders of our industry and ask them about their vision for the future of that industry. So I'm very excited to be on a call with Anna Solver, who is Director, Head of Marketing and Digital at Telenor. So Anna, for anyone who doesn't know who you are and what you do, could you give us a bit of background? I can definitely do that. And thanks a lot for uh, having me on here. And just, just a small, very side note to, to my last name here. And you pronounced it very, very nice. It was actually my grandfather. He was a, he was a pianist playing the piano and he, uh, he had a wish, vision of actually going to us to get a, a big career over there, but he needed a shiny new name, last <laughs> name to do that. Uh, and then he, uh, he chose uh, Holvey and that is, totally impossible uh, to pronounce and spell and so on in us just to just to tell a little bit of a story of uh, of how off he actually was uh, going to us trying to get a career with that last name but it, and he of, of course didn't make it so uh, he, he he went back to denmark and uh, and pursued another career but uh, but a little bit about myself um, as you as you also said i'm director uh, of uh, marketing and digital here at Telenor. And, uh, and are working with how we can actually bridge marketing and digital uh, together. So uh, I have a, a fairly large team working with the, with marketing, uh, CRM, uh, web, our website, our app, and so on. Uh, also, I have uh, some some uh, data people actually sitting and, and empower us with the, with data and models and so on. So uh, so uh, really exciting and uh, and great to be uh, here at your show, Tom. And um, what? career did you have before this what are the jobs you did to get to this point yeah it's actually it's actually started a, a little bit uh, as i also told you about my grandfather he, he was playing the piano and i i did the same for many years and actually thought i should be a musician uh, pursued that career a little bit uh, but didn't have the talent uh, as, as he didn't have either so uh, as i always say it doesn't stop most people though, it's, it's not a pre <laughs> It's definitely not a prerequisite for success, as far as I've seen. I agree, but uh, but uh, I, I I did that for a couple of years. I actually played played in, in a couple of bands, and then uh, then thought, okay, I need to do something else. So uh, so I started uh, working as a projectionist, showing uh, films in in a, in a cinema, and then uh, started at university. And then uh, by luck or incident or whatever, I actually came into marketing and uh, and did a degree there, and then. Uh, for many years, worked at an agency, uh, a fairly big one in Denmark, uh, but independent agency. Um, worked there for an, almost nine years, uh, 
and made the way from a junior consultant to partner at that firm. And then at some point I thought, okay, I probably need to do something else. I need to, uh, to get some other insights. I need to get some other perspective to life. And then I went to another agency, a smaller digital one, really working with marketing automation, uh, how you can, you can use all the, all the new stuff. Uh, the other one was a little bit more strat strategic oriented. So uh, when I was there for a year and then uh, actually uh, got this opportunity at Telenor uh, and, and uh, took that and have now been here for two and a half years. So in terms of the last five years, which new belief or behavior has improved the quality of your work life? I think that's a very good question. I think uh, just getting older and wiser is, is probably the, 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 the boring answer. Um, but, uh, but if I should name something that, uh, that actually is a little bit more tangible and also maybe usable, usable for, uh, for other people, it's actually that uh, I would say, I don't know how much a percentage, but plus 50% of all problems will disappear again if you... Uh, if you just wait a little bit of time. Uh, so, uh, so don't, uh, don't really, really uh, jump into uh, a solution right when a problem uh, emerge, try to give it a little bit of time, uh, breathe in, uh, see if it's also there uh, the day after or a week after. And then, uh, then, then really just, uh, yeah, also get, give some time to evaluate uh, the problem and, and, I would say that most of the times uh, it's not a real problem. It's, it's just somebody in the organization or somebody that invented this problem because uh, they, they needed something to do. So, uh, so really, really <laughs> breathe and, and see if it, if it's actually a real problem. Right. And it's so, actually, and, and sorry, but, but it's actually okay. my, my old, uh, my old CMO. Uh, he, he had this whole uh, vision of, uh, of, Hey, don't solve problems. Let, let us, let, let, let's just wait and see. And when I uh, went into the management part of uh, the team of the, of the agency, he, he told us this, that, Hey, we don't need to solve all problems. Let, let, let's just wait and see. And, uh, and of course uh, he, I really, really saw, and this opened my eyes in terms of, Hey, just, just breathe, just wait. That is the first time I've ever heard that certainly on this podcast, if ever, and it's a brilliant idea. So let's, Dig into that. So first of all, you said that fifty percent of all problems disappear. Is that science, or is that the feel? No, no science behind this. It's it's just a feel, and it maybe it's bigger, maybe it's less. I don't know, but it's just I. Maybe there is uh, you, you can find some science backing this up. I, I don't know. It it would really be interesting to dig into it and see if you can actually prove this. But but right now it's just gut feel. Uh, but but I I can tell you uh, I have tried this now for four years or something. Uh, really trying to, uh, to 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 not not solve all problems by instant. But I think it's a, it's a human reaction actually. When you see a problem and it, if it's connected to you, you you by instant you 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 are. Really, like you, you start looking for answers. You start trying to solve it. Uh, I think it goes all the way back to uh, to when you were when when it was way more simpler. Uh, when it was about uh, not getting killed by dangerous animals and, and getting uh, getting food. So if you saw an animal, you you ran 
uh, all whatever you, your your legs could carry you uh, and as long. So uh, so it's it's just a human nature, I would say, uh, to try to solve the, di- the different problems. But if you try to really really try to uh, to wait and breathe and wait a couple of days, I, I know. And it's also an arm oversimplifying things because, of course, some problems need to be solved just as, as they come. But uh, many, you can wait. So give me an example of when this has worked for you. I would say um, performance issues. Uh, the, the, the old CMO or CEO that I mentioned before, he, uh, the, only, the only time where he didn't wait it, it was uh, when our pipeline was uh, was too too small or too thin. Then he put up a lot of a uh, lot of new initiatives, and and most of them didn't uh, didn't make any any impact. It was uh, so so if he actually would just have waited and just seen things, uh, yeah, just seen things how they progressed and so on, it would probably have been been better. And and I, it's it's kind of the same. We can just see it here in, in telco as well. When we really try to uh, to push in terms of performance and 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 getting new uh, new customers in, we we get too aggressive, and then we buy them too expensive, and then they leave us six months after, uh, leaving us uh, with a with a bad CLV and and a and a bad experience. So so if we just waited a little bit and and, and gave it some time, maybe it would actually have been better to not uh, not try to solve that problem. So what would you say is your top marketing tip? What is that bit of advice that you've had from the same CMO perhaps or someone else that you find yourself sharing most often? Mm, yeah, but I, 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 my current CEO is actually, uh, and, and I think he's, he said it a couple of times and I totally agree with that. Marketing is not science. It's it's a craft. It's it's really something that you you need to learn uh, by doing. Uh, so uh, so my best recommendation to everybody is actually not go and, and have a a big degree or anything. Of course, that's that's good as a as a to have in your backpack. But uh, but if I should select or recommend, I would say go go out get a job uh, in an agency if, if, if possible or, or working with a brand and then really get some some tangible uh, practical experience and 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 then uh, then because this will give you a, a build, uh, and, and, and better intuition in terms of what works what doesn't work you, you cannot read that uh, in, a, in a science book so uh, so really go out and get uh, yeah get knowledge. Uh, from from working, getting your hands dirty, I think that's uh, that's probably uh, the the best tip uh, I could give. Uh, don't read too many uh, difficult books or listen to too many podcasts. Right? <laughs> no, but seriously, but but podcast is is that that is way more practical in my uh, many of them are really practical in terms of what is working, what is not working. If you, if you, if you read a, a, a science book, it's, it's uh, mostly uh, yeah, science and it's theory and so on. And it's, 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 it's too, uh, it's too academic in many of the times. Uh, and I actually have a degree and so on. So it's not because I haven't read a lot of marketing books, but, but, and, of course, some of them are great, but we also have a lot of uh, books that really don't give any benefits. Uh, so I would always recommend go out and get a, get your hands dirty. 
This episode of the Shiny New Object Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Manfest. Whether it's live in London or streamed online to the global marketing community, you can always expect a distinctive and daring blend of fast-paced content, startup innovation pitches, and unconventional entertainment from Madfest events. You'll find me causing trouble on stage, recording live versions of this podcast, and sharing a beer with the nicest and most influential people in marketing. Check it out at www.madfestlondon.com. So we're now going to talk about your shiny new object, which is breaking down organizational silos. So what do you mean by that? And why is it your shiny new object? Yeah, and, and maybe it's a maybe it's a different shiny new object compared to uh, to many other in, uh, of of, uh, of your participants in this uh, in this podcast. But uh, but I really really believe that if we need to succeed with uh, marketing branding especially all the digital stuff that we are uh, talking about now in terms of uh, digital transformation or whatever we call it, we really need to break down silos here. We really need to get people to work together. Uh, you, we really need to get marketing, sales, or commercial guys uh, check uh, a lot of these different silos that we have known for many, many years in organizations. We we would need to bring them together in, in smaller teams that can work uh, together and, and really work based on how they can uh, build uh, create value for customers. So so really trying to to put teams together cross function uh, different functions is is key to succeed to to success. Yeah. So before we get into the solution. Uh, some of the people listening to this podcast will maybe have only ever worked in agencies, for example. So could you help them understand the problem of having organizational silos? What happens on a bad day? On a bad day, I can, I can give you uh, many, many examples of this, but, but if just, if I, uh, for instance, would like to, uh, to do something uh, that requires tech or maybe legal approval, then, uh, then we could have, have a, a fantastic uh, strategy or something that we would like to do in terms of how we could, could really accelerate uh, digital. Uh, a CDP, for instance, could be a customer data platform. Implementing that could, uh, could be a good example. I need to go to legal to get that approved. Uh, I need to go to tech to, uh, to secure resources to actually get that implemented. I also probably need to go... Uh, to an advisory board in terms of getting getting them to sign off and then uh, also to uh, to the CEO group to probably also get that signed off if we could maybe the CEO could not be uh, and should not be part of this so we cannot get away of that but if we could put teams together in terms of how could we actually solve this problem now we allocate people into this solving this issue uh, people from tech, legal, whatever uh, stakeholders needed, put them into a team and say, hey, you need to do this. Then uh, then I would bet that instead of writing emails back and forth to each other and, and calling in for meetings, and then you need to, you, you forget about what, uh, what was the issue. And then you need to start over uh, 14 days after when you have a follow-up meeting. If we try to really put people together to, to get a solution done, 
it, it would be way more efficient and way more effective. So what's the best way to get started with breaking down the silos? Is it like going back to zero or is it slight tweaks of teams? So if someone's listening to this thinking, oh, we need that, like what's your advice for getting started? Many, many companies, if you look at the, for instance, Spotify has, has really tried to uh, to embrace this agile way of work and so on. But but that's it's easier when you are a startup. If you are a more mature company uh, and and yeah, with with a fixed organization, what we have actually tried to do, and what I've tried to do, is try to to just really try to not pull people out of their normal day of life, but say, hey, borrow people for fourteen days or something, just to say how now we actually just work on solving this problem, and we try to get as far as we can uh, with this limited uh, period of time. And then really try to put people together and give them a clear objective of what we need to reach and, and how we need to get there. And then bugger off as a, as a leader, you need to really also give the, the, the team and trust the team that, the, that they, hey, they, they are the specialist here. They can solve this issue the best way, but borrow people in and show how it's done and also what value you actually can create of with just 14 days or uh, three weeks or whatever time you can actually borrow people uh, that i think that that's a way to go to try it out and test it and then really show some results so your trial is for a two, three-week period, build a kind of super team made of different disciplines and, and go after a problem? Is that what you're suggesting? I would say that's that's definitely uh, my, my, my suggestion to get started. Uh, we build, build a core team uh, actually trying to solve the issue and then see how far you can go. What I'm really keen to know is how this has worked for you in the past. So as you say, theoretically, makes sense, but you've said that your tip is to get actual experience. Are you able to relay any of your practical experience of working in this agile way so that the audience can get a better understanding about how to apply this theory? Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely do that. I, I think uh, looking back at, uh, at just when I started at Telenor, we, uh, we were way more siloed uh, and, and, and had a different way of work. Now we actually try to implement that this just to say, we, we try to put a core team together. We call it core team. That is a cross-functional team with, with people from commercial, with people from my part of the organization, with also people from, from the channel side. So we're working with retail and so on. Bring those together. It, it's not a big team. It's eight people, seven people actually in total uh, about performance. How can we do a tactical day-to-day oriented uh, campaigns to, to deliver a, a fantastic baseline of just performance uh, all the day, all, all the time. And so, so, and we give them, we, they have some targets. They also know what to do, uh, how, uh, and, and they have some, some resources they can pull in if needed in terms of creative, but also budget uh, that they, they can use they, that's allocated for them. And then they can go do, then they can uh, they can they, they deliver the performance. Of course, they they report out once in a while, but but most uh, most importantly is actually also uh, they not only report out in terms of KPIs or what performance by by numbers, but actually also in terms of learnings and and what they have actually learned. Uh, they A B test a lot of things and so on to to get learnings, but it's it could also be try to 
automate things, uh, try to try to uh, always on campaigns uh, versus uh, one-off campaigns and so on. So, uh, so they have uh, a, a clear target, they have a clear objective, uh, and then they are working together to uh, to actually deliver the goals. Uh, and, and, and performance that we set out. So what are the downsides of this approach? But the downsides is, of course, uh, if you put people together uh, cross-functionally, um, they are pulled out of their normal daily life. So, uh, so, and they don't, they don't have the same opportunity of actually sparring with, with the other marketing specialist uh, or specialist within their field. So, uh, so most often we, I, I hear that, Hey, I need to, I'm feeling a little bit disconnected from my team. Um, and, and I don't, I, I, I miss this sparing with other specialists within my field of work. And so what's the antidote to that issue? But it's, uh, <laughs> it's doing both. <laughs> it's, it's actually, uh, it's, it's actually still keeping them, uh, and having a reference point, in terms of the, the functional area that were that they are working with, so they can still spar and they can still join uh, team team related stuff uh, with within marketing and digital, but they also have a, a clear objective and working within this uh, this cross functional team or core team or whatever agile team whatever you call it, um, because then they will naturally be more T shaped. They will naturally learn more about it. Uh, commercial issues and so on. If you are marketing people, you, you learn more, but you still have the opportunity and, and the benefit of actually uh, still connect, being connected to your marketing team and to the people that work within your field of work. And so what would you say is the, the best thing to read to get genned up on this? What would you say is the, the kind of the core text here that people could investigate to learn more? But uh, I can, I, if you just Google uh, marketing or, or agile, actually, then uh, then uh, it's uh, you, you can find a lot of, of, uh, of issues uh, or not issues, but a lot of, uh, a lot of textbooks and so on. Uh, we have a podcast, but it's in Danish. So, uh, so <laughs> that, that's, that's probably a little bit narrow, but, uh, but if you, if you Google uh, Spotify model uh, agile, then, then you will get a lot of, uh, of just uh, videos, uh, YouTube and so on. And also a lot of textbook uh, examples, articles, and so on about explaining that model. And I think that's a, a good way to start because it's actually bridging uh, some, some of the issues here and, and also uh, bridging like a matrix organization and how you get that up and, and running. Well, unfortunately, Anas, we are at the end of the podcast. So if someone wanted to carry on this conversation with you, where would you like them to reach out to you and how would you like them to do that? I definitely get a lot of uh, LinkedIn uh, messages, but, uh, but I would still mention that channel as, uh, as the best way um, but please write something uh, that can uh, that can catch my attention instead of just uh, adding. Uh, please, I would like to add you uh, to my network or something. Try to to drop a small line in terms of uh, what you would like to talk about and so on. Then I normally answer uh, and and approve. But uh, you need to you need to invest a little bit in yourself to uh, to get my uh, get my attention. Fantastic, Anas. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome, Tom. Always a pleasure. Hi, just before you go, 
I'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to write a review of the shiny new object podcast on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever it's called these days, or whichever podcast provider you use. We're an indie podcast, so it would go a long way for us if you could just share the word and give us a bit of a support on those channels. That would just be fantastic. If you haven't got time, that's also cool. And yeah, if you could tell your colleagues about the podcast and also, if possible, don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, if you'd like to speak on the podcast or be a guest or you think I'm asking the wrong questions, anything, I'd be super interested to hear what you think. So please email me at tom at automatedcreative.net. That's T-O-M at, uh, I'm not going to bother spelling it. Anyway, you'll work it out. Thanks so much.